guys, I'm Richard Fitzgerald. This is Dubai Works, where we interview the business leaders making a difference in this great city. That business with scalability was very interesting to me. I like building something that has legacy. This week I attended CABSAT, which is a trade industry event for all the production and um, film and TV and uh, broadcast industry in Dubai. It's an annual event. And, you know, every time I go to Dubai World Trade Center, when there's a conference on, it's amazing how many people come in and, and you can see how thriving the city is and how all the hotels are booked and everything like that. And there was so many different, there's another design event happening at the same time. So it's such a good uh, venue and such a good event, uh, the CabSat in particular. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. I also went to Fast Company Green Gold Summit in the Armani Hotel. Uh, they had lots of interesting speakers talking about um, sustainability environment, but we're a real focus on COP28, which is coming up later the year, hosted in the UAE. And the third event that was at this week was PodFest. It's also in its third year, hosted by the Dubai Press Club, which brought together all the best podcasters uh, in the region. So not just Dubai, but they actually brought people in from Egypt, Kuwait and Saudi. Uh, it was a really interesting event, all in Arabic. So my, my little Arabic was tested, but I really enjoyed that event as well. Uh, today, we've got a really interesting uh, entrepreneur from Russia on the show uh, with a great story to tell. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back to another episode of Dubai Works business podcast. This week, we've got the founder of two businesses and one person is a CEO and co-founder. He is Leo Dovbenko of Yala Market and Yala Hub. So Yala Market is a Dubai-based ultra-fast grocery service established in 2021. Uh, and we'll hear about Yala Hub as well. We'll talk about the e-commerce space in Dubai and plans for the future. Good morning, Leo. Hi, and good morning. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So yeah, so two companies. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the companies first? Uh, so we started uh, two years back. It was exactly two years back uh, with idea of super fast grocery delivery. Uh, we were first actually super fast delivery in Dubai at that times. Uh, but uh, so we were, we were growing, accelerating our model. Uh, but then understood that uh, uh, market is too competitive for this model for us. And uh, that's how we started doing pivots and finally came up with Yellow Hub idea, which is all-in-one e-commerce enablers for sellers and marketplaces in this part of the world. Okay, amazing. So let's just go correct it. So go back there. So the 15 minute thing was a kind of a fast, it was kind of a trend at the time. You know, people had been doing fast delivery apps and uh, things like that in the e-commerce space and delivery for a long time, or not that long time, relatively. And then there was a trend of let's make it even super faster. Let's speed up the last mile. Let's do 15 minutes. And that was the first idea, the yellow market. Yes, yes. And then, so... Uh, and then, and then you branched out to be more of an ecosystem, Yala Hub for, uh, for e-commerce and everything. Yeah. So, uh, ultra fast grocery delivery was very, you know, it was very popular model at that times, you know, every day in each countries, in each cities, you know, you such saw. kind of startups <laughs> you're raising money, uh, 
quick commerce is very good product, so customers really love it, but it's not, you know, best business in terms of profitability. So, and this the model is for bulk market. So then market trend changed. Nobody wanted to invest uh, too much dollars in, you know, in Uber games. So that's why we understood that we need to refocus a bit. Uh, at that time, we turned into premium segment. So from ultra fast mass market delivery, we moved into pre- on premium side, like you know, black caviar, such kind of things. Which one? Black caviar. Okay. Like best tomatoes in town. So maybe we are most expensive delivery service in Dubai right now. This one uh, is yellow market. Yellow market. It's yeah. more so, premium. And now. yeah, in in this niche, so we, we believe you know it's so we are feeling ourselves quite comfortable right now and growing. Yeah, but then we were thinking what to do next, next and how to scale. Our uh, obviously the dream is to work all over GCC. And uh, we understood that such kind of business is actually very hard to scale from different point of, of use. And uh, Yellow Hub, it's, let's say, technological part of Yellow Market business. So it's like software and some competence about how to grow things on, in online. And that's uh, what we are scaling right now across the uh, region. Okay, amazing. Imagine that it's regional out of Dubai as well. So can you tell us a little bit m- more about the softwares that you have on Yellow Hub? So... Uh, in general, vision and idea is that, you know, so there are entrepreneurs in different parts of the world, like Sudan, Jordan, KSA, Emirates, India, Pakistan, and so on. So all of them want to have, you know, some stable income, but in dollars, uh, not to be dependent, you know, from all things which are happening last year's pandemics, crises, wars. Uh, deflation and such kind of things. And e-commerce is actually quite good opportunity, but against uh, such kind of guys, there are different, you know, compliances, customs, certifications, bureaucracy, and all things which are against entrepreneurs and uh, actually don't, <laughs> they don't, doesn't help them to scale. So Yellow Hub here is to reduce this market entrance barrier and make, you know, environment transparent, and to help, you know, to sell everywhere. For example, we work with one lady, she was selling like traditional dresses on her street. And right now she is selling in online in in five countries. And obviously in five countries, she can gain much more customers than on her street on offline. Okay. So yeah, that's the idea behind Yellow Hub and all the rest is just how exactly we do it. So So mainly it's e-commerce, is it white label? Is her store a Yellow Hub store? Is it her own name store? Uh, it, it depends. Sometimes it's our store. Sometimes it's brand name store. Yeah. It depends on brand, on their strategy, and so on. Uh, forgive me for comparing, but just to understand, is this a little bit like Shopify? Uh, yes, it's uh, Shopify, but Shopify more on uh, IT side. So we are going deeper. We are covering also last mile and first mile things okay. to help uh, you know, to help entrepreneurs to scale. Okay, so last mile is the delivery to the customer. First mile is the pickup and everything as well from the warehouse. Uh, no, first mile it's like from from production center or from parent country, bringing it like through import process, through certification and through customs in some location. Okay, amazing. I did a little bit of research, but you tell me if I have the facts right. So yellow market, back to the 15 minutes, you called it quick commerce. It was last mile delivery. It was really fast. You raised about $600,000 on that company. Uh, no. So total fundraise so far is something like $14 million. 
14 altogether. So altogether, yeah. Uh, so I was going to ask. So 14 altogether. So when people are investing, are they investing in both, or did you split these companies? No, no, it's it's one company with two different products. Okay, uh, amazing. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So you set up in 2021 in Dubai. Uh, two years later, you've raised 14 million dollars at at seed round level, or is it Series A now? Uh, so we it's, currently we are raising Series A. Okay. Uh, we are raising right now 10 million at uh, valuation 100 million. Yeah, but before that we had angel round, pre-seed, then seed, then pre-A, and right now A. That's quite a fast growth. Like obviously e-commerce is big in the region now, it's getting big, and there's lots of you know, there's successful exits and things like that. But you've you've had good success, you've had a good, uh, the market has been receptive of your ideas and you've been able to sort of raise funds and sort of go to market quite quickly. So it's been successful. Uh, it's, you know, it's, we are still in process because final model, uh, it is something we are working on right now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we started with, with one model. It wasn't scalable. We did like four pivots. Uh, yeah. And it seems right now we are on track. So, but I can't obviously sell, say that it's success. So <laughs> yeah. It's but, too early to judge. Yeah. But in two years, you've, you've achieved something and uh, definitely on the valuation side and the fundraising side where yeah, other people kind of find it difficult to do that. Yeah. So on valuation side and fundraising side, I believe we, we have created something very successful and we have our own way actually. So we invented a bit different. Process. Okay. And, and the ability to be able to raise funds, you're, you're the CEO and co-founder and the ability to be able to pivot and to understand these gaps. Where did that come from? What's your background? Uh, so Yala Market, it's my company number 17. 17. Yeah, so. <laughs> you don't look too old. <laughs> <laughs> so I am 39. I started wow. at 23. So one company per year. So not so fast. <laughs> I wow. could be faster. So uh, yeah, yeah. Um, out of previous 16, 11 are very successful and profitable companies. Really? That's a high percentage rate. Yeah. So, and what I have got from my previous experience that, uh, you know, never give up, continue trying yeah. new attempts. Finally, it will fly. It's impossible not to fly if you are, uh, like, uh, if you're doing attempts. So that's, that's my background. And so that's why when we started, then we, we understood it doesn't fly. Okay. We will try next idea, we will try next idea, we will try until we will succeed. Uh, and maybe my best competence is, is to, to repeat things, you know, as many times as is needed, because only with investors I did more than 1,000 meetings. Amazing. Yeah. So 11 startups, uh, 17 startups, 11 successful, uh, but you keep going on to the next one. Uh, now you're in this one for two years. Like, so what happens to all the other companies? They are working, growing, paying dividends, investors are happy, so all fine. And some of them you still own some shares and everything like that? Uh, yeah, so first business I have started 13 years back, first serious business. And uh, yeah, so in all companies, I am always exiting the role of CEO after, after a while. And uh, right now I have partners so yeah. who became shareholders from the team and they are managing the company. In some of the companies, I'm even not on board right now. Okay, a serial entrepreneur. And where are you from? I originally from Russia. And did you start the companies there first? Yeah, yeah. yeah Most so, of these companies were in Russia? Uh, yeah, so I came to Dubai five years back. Yeah, okay. So And in Dubai, this is my yellow market. This is my third one in Dubai. Third one. And what brought you to Dubai five years ago? Uh, I was an idea to scale abroad, to scale because in Russia, we are company number one in the segment. 
for last many years and uh, ambitious was to scale somewhere. So I have visited all world, all English speaking countries and finally Dubai won this. Dubai won. This tender. <laughs> <laughs> Dubai. And, yeah, we decided to start expansion and to actually to move to Arab part of the world and to start obviously from Dubai in five years back. If, if I would do it now, maybe I was chosen Riyadh. But at that time, so it was the choice was very obvious. Uh, yeah, and I'm happy. So first business is also successful, profitable, growing. We are company number two in the segment. Uh, number two in the segment. Yeah, in, in here. So yeah, then second attempt was was fail at that time, and we write off the project. And third was yellow market. Third was the other market. Okay, um, that's interesting that you said that. You know, you, 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 this isn't a term that everyone likes to be referred to. So forgive me if it's wrong. But as a serial entrepreneur, you went around the world and you choose Dubai. You know, uh, many people would go to Silicon Valley or other places. What? Why did you pick Dubai over the U.S., for example? I was in the U.S. Uh, so in U.S. in the United States, you always have 100 competitors. And all of them usually have uh, 10 times more money than you could raise. <laughs> so this is like first reason. Uh, so and uh, in like I also uh, we were testing Australia, Canada, Europe. In Europe, if you even will be succeeded, government will take all your money as taxes. So there is no make sense to win because <laughs> as, as businessman, you like you the taxes. finally yeah, the yeah. taxes. Everything goes to government. So yeah, uh, yeah. In Dubai, uh, what we have understood, so there are several advantages. First, English language for everyone here is not native, so that's why my Russian accent wasn't a problem. <laughs> because, you know, everybody with accent here, so it's okay. Yeah. Uh, in USA, in London, it's much more sophisticated. Uh, yeah. Second, uh, you know, rapid economic growth and everything is just at the beginning. And for example, in Russia, we have one competitor in general. So there are two companies who are dividing the market. Here, when I came, it was 120. Okay. It seems it's very cruel competition, but if there are 120 competitors, it means each of them is very small. So nobody owns, you know, half of the market. So it means that all companies are new. And if you are uh, more effective, you can win. And this is exactly what happened. Mm. Uh, yeah, and third... Uh, I personally like the place, and actually, I believe this is a very important part. My wife also personally <laughs> likes the place. Your wife approves. But when you were talking earlier, you mentioned uh, like even Sudan and places like that. It, it means that you have, you know, not only like in Dubai, but you have a grasp of what the region is. You, for example, you didn't mention other countries in Caucasus region. You mentioned, uh, even you mentioned Riyadh, you mentioned Egypt and things like that. So when you were setting up in this region, you obviously see the opportunity in last mile in Dubai because we all like delivery mm -hmm. fast and there's a bit of affluency. But in terms of the Middle East, the, you know, the economics and the, the GDP output per country differs vastly. So um, first of all, how did you think that way? How did you think, okay, I'm in Dubai, but I'm not going to the world or I'm not even serving, say, the Russian and those countries there, but I'm going to serve the Middle East? Even not Middle East, GCC. GCC, okay. So GCC has enough market, I believe, for any business to achieve tremendous results. Okay. Simply because it's like, you know, richest people in the world, fastest growing economy, largest GDP and so on. Yeah. So and, and there are, you know, Pakistan, India, Egypt, so Africa, so many things to scale further, not touching, you know, all old world, which is USA, uh, Europe, and so on. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm going to pick you up on that term, old world. Do you really believe it? Like, because, you know, it's just interesting. Like there is a shift to kind of global south. There is, you know, there's Asia as well. The, the economies are growing faster, India, China and things like that. Do you think that this part of the world is part of that growth? I believe next 15 years, the most interesting things on the planet will happen here. In GCC, mm. okay. not even on the Middle East in GCC. In GCC, and it's yeah. a good. So when you're when you're fundraising, are you showing statistics and numbers and background for the GCC? That that's the opportunity you're selling. Uh, you know, two years back and five years back, it wasn't so obvious. So, uh, but right now, it's obvious if you will take economic growth across the planet. This is the only part was only one part of the world which is growing right now. So right now, it's obvious. But five years back, Dubai, where is it? Why do you? Why, why do we need to invest in Dubai? Why do you think to, need to think about it? Why not New York and so on? Yeah. So, but uh, I maybe I was a very early adopter of this part of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, usually we keep this conversation till the end. But just talking about the economy, it is growing now. But you know, ec economics are cyclical. Like the economy is cyclical. A lot of the growth now is led by macro factors and also ambitious planning and leadership and government spending and things like that. Um, but do you think, you know, do you think that there's also a lot of uh, things like entrepreneurs coming here, a lot of investment, a lot of things that are the right uh, things in place for uh, businesses to grow, the right sort of transactional environment for businesses to thrive? I believe this market is on, you know, beginning of, of its curve. And uh, the basic reasons for this, not only, you know, GDP and so on. So the basic things for it is rapidly growing population because mm. of many things. It is youngest population in the world. It's uh, more, the, uh, you know, internet penetration is also the largest in the world. Mm. So actually, and these are the basic things. And comparing, you know, to other markets, I can say maybe, you know, GCC in it's like in, in 2010 in terms of development, you know, of banks uh, mm. and, and such kind of things. So I believe these are the basic reasons, not uh, some macro reasons. So okay. They have its own, you know, personal internal reasons. And as an entrepreneur, I would like to be here and to help this part of the world to grow faster. Fascinating. And where did you set up your license? So f first business was DMCC Free Zone. Uh, was that in Astrolabs or was that just DMCC? I was in talks with them, but finally, uh, yeah. So we started with, like we did. Uh, actually, the first company I was I, I did everything f uh, from scratch by myself by my hands. I never hired lawyers, agencies. Just I was interested to understand how to it learn. works. So banks, legal entity. So uh, it takes, it took two months, but nine months, nine months total, <laughs> this opening of bank account, uh, it was five years ago, so, but uh, yeah, so then next company uh, was in Iraq and DFC, uh, and Yellow Market and Yellow Hub, we have a DJM holding company, yeah. where our cap table is storing, and on the operational level, we have mainland and DMCC also. Company. Yeah, it's amazing now that so many people, like even when we started this business eight years ago, there was still a lot of debate for startups whether to have that ADGM structure. Now it's you hear it more commonly, you know, and even as potential future exits and things like that, like the regional exchanges are, are welcoming, but ADX is is warm, it's welcoming. Uh, you know, Abu Dhabi Global Market seems to be becoming more and more accepted to have yeah, cap tables yeah. and everything. So the investors that you speak to are happy with that structure? Uh, at first stage, we decided that we, we will do all full structure of the business inside Emirates because, you know, usually for holdings or for C-Corps, 
people use BVIs, mm. Cyprus, USA sometimes. Uh, we decided, no, we will do everything in Emirates because we are GCC-based company and for us it's important. It was hard, but yeah, finally we are here. We are converting shares right now. We have like hundreds of investors, more than 200 actually. Yeah. And so are DGM, uh, yeah, they are very attentive to us. We opened bank accounts with Citibank and with NBD. It was, it was, it was hard to explain them what holding company is because they like show us office, show us employees. Guys, it's holding company. They must not have employees and offices. It's holding. Yeah. We have hold, we have offices and employees on yeah, yeah. mainland company. So yeah, but finally uh, it's done. And yeah, I believe ADGM will be, you know, default, mm. uh, default, like a C-Corp and Delaware. So default thing yeah. for this part of the world. Like Delaware, that's interesting. Um, but it's a holding company, but is it an SPV? Like it has an address, but is it an SPV or is it a full-on holding company? full-on holding company, yes. Yeah, but it doesn't have the office. Uh, so this holding company owns other companies yeah. who do who does operations. So, yeah. so this is the structure. Okay, and, cool. And uh, yeah, so at the early stage, we were, our, one of our investors is largest legal console of this part of the world. And actually, they helped us to create the structure. So we never faced any objections about the structure. So I believe it's very well done. Okay. You personally, Leo, you mentioned, you know, over those uh, 13 years, 17 companies that you met a thousand investors. You also mentioned in this ca case that you have 200 people who've invested in Yala Market, Yala mm -hmm. Hub. That must take up most of your time. How do you build the, how do you run the company? Uh, so... Ultrafast grocery delivery is quite capital intensive business. Uh, so, and from day one, we understood that like one point and one focus is to build business itself. Another point is to fundraising. So it's like, it's not like, like in usual business, you race, then you like two years building buildings and race again. So from, from then why in this model fundraising, maybe it's even more important than uh, business itself. So uh, that's, that's why at initial stage we had uh, four founders in the team and three top managers in quite bold shares. So like we can say founding team is consist out of seven people. Uh, what did yeah. you say, bold shares? I mean, like huge share in the okay. company yeah. belongs to management. It's yeah. very uncommon. In our case, it's 20% hmm. of the company is dedicated to the team. So that's why for us, it's very simple to attract very big guys with very huge experience to our team yeah. because we have enough space for them to feel and to be as co-founders of the business. Okay, and these guys are running it, the co-founders. And uh, what sort of skill sets do they have? And have you been able to, is most of your team in the Emirates? And how have, how have you managed the, the resources? So in general, everybody who, who must be in the Emirates, he is in the Emirates. Everybody who can work remotely, he works remotely because of money. So, you know, because yeah. when, once you move people here, you need to pay more. So and as, as, I start, as a startup, we are still very careful with money. Yeah. I wish like one day everybody will be in Dubai, but it's rather expensive. It's expensive, yeah. yeah. So it's not right to pay from investors money for it. So the, the talent that you brought on board is probably on the product and development sides, marketing, and management and operations operations yeah, yeah yeah and the and then the remote workers would be typically sort of uh, more operations developers developers uh, some products analytics accounts for b2b part of the business customer success team fully remote yeah. and over the the synergies that you have with other companies is there any sort of system that you leverage or do you start from scratch every time so uh 
it's IT, com, Yellow Hub, it's IT company which sells, you know, tomatoes, let's say. So uh, all my previous business were IT products, so we know how to make IT. And this is this is this helps us actually. But you don't you, so you don't have sort of Leo's incubator somewhere where you have uh, many many developers and they're helping you spin up these new products. No, no, it's no, all no, separate right. companies. So this business is fully from scratch. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we acquired uh, one company with source code from Europe at the early stage, and that's how we ah. created IT system like in one day. Yeah. Instead of spending two years. Okay, you know your way around this, yeah, this yeah, side of things. So, you know, the worst thing you can imagine is to make start, start development. In yeah. So yeah. we are trying not to do any programming before we have revenue. Yeah, interesting. And um, so, you know, when you spoke about the lady at the street selling her dresses, you know, sometimes um, other, fin other companies like fintech people would say they will enable her to do selling or... Uh, someone else will. What, what's the boundary between sort of being an e-commerce startup and say a fintech startup, or does it sort of get blurred sometimes? It's. I believe it's very close industries because uh, because of many things. Uh, yeah, but it's good that many people want to help to someone. So <laughs> yeah. So, but I believe every industry does it in in, in its own way. Yeah. The, uh, previously on the show, we had some other companies, one particular, they're also based in, in DMCC and they were doing, they were doing this from a fintech point of view. Mm -hmm. So helping all the sort of companies across the region, whether it's in Jordan or Egypt to get online mm -hmm. and to sell. Um, but more from a point of purchase sort of point of view, mm -hmm. but you're, you're in the e-commerce side. Um, so let's focus on the e-commerce side. How do you view the market here? You know, um, it took a while for e-commerce. To, you know, it took even a while. Like I, when I came here 10, 11 years ago, the behavior of the customers, you know, people used to say it's about last mile, it's about cash, but actually people just weren't thinking of uh, buying things on the line, whether mm -hmm. it was Amazon or groceries, they just didn't do it. And then Souk sort of uh, sped things up. And then, you know, Amazon came in, we had Noon, there was Namshi, there was lots of others that sort mm -hmm. of uh, got well known. And now you've got loads of niche offerings. You've got uh, you know, lots of uh, uh, retail or apparel, uh, e-commerce startups for clothing. You've got lots of beauty startups. It seems like everything now is e-commerce. So how do you kind of describe the sort of, even compared with Russia or Europe, uh, the land, how are we now with e-commerce penetration? So there are different market research and most of them says that market penetration of e-commerce here is like 10 times less than for example in russia or in some other um, uh, well-developed countries so mm. only on, uh, only using this metric we can predict that market will grow 10 times okay. so uh, amazon recently posted article and they are going to grow in seven times only in emirates in three years and it's only amazon so there are plenty of seven times in three years. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So penetration will grow in times. Uh, population is growing, and uh, market itself is growing in general. So all this creates quite good environment. You know, when you are working on very very rapidly growing market, you don't have competition mm. because market is expanding. You have enough space. So this is, I, I believe, the view. And yeah, so this market works in dollars in general. Despite there are local countries, but it's very linked to dollars. And mm. so for people from India, Pakistan, uh, any other part of the world, it's, it creates very, you know, stable business. You are, you are making money in dollars. 
and uh, yeah. But you didn't you didn't specifically choose to build a marketplace to kind of, you know, did you think that that was saturated a bit by uh, Amazon or did you know you you kind of decided to be more of an enabler for businesses? So we counted seventy two marketplaces in this part of the world. Seventy two. We decided that like the idea to build the now marketplace number seventy three is not inspiring us too much. Uh, and obviously, it's quite stupid, I believe, to compete with Noon and Amazon. Uh, so that's why we decided so that our model is to be aggregator of marketplaces or digital distributor. So we use as many marketplaces as we can for each seller as a sales channels. And because of that, we are adding value everywhere. For, for sellers, we help to be listed everywhere. Uh, for marketplaces, we are bringing new brands from all over the world. To customers, we are bringing also new things which were not here before us. So that's how the model itself works. Okay, that's nice how you describe that because you're appealing to three different kinds of people. Because obviously, yes, these marketplaces do need someone to bring in new brands. They don't mind having a distributor that's they don't mind having the middleman who's also an e-commerce in the same country. Um, that, that came up in a conversation re recently as well on, on the show. But uh, going back to the first part on the uh, helping people uh, distribute online. So, for example, we'll use the same analogy. The lady has a dress. She puts up the dress and then all of a sudden her dress via Yala Hub, her dress is available on um, which marketplaces? Noon, Amazon, so we are in talks with Namsha right now. Uh, many of them use, uh, you know, their own websites and bloggers as a sales channel also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, okay, cool. So it gets distributed to the marketplaces and then they have their own probably website. And then, so, you know, um, some people do this idea of drop shipping and it's, you know, creators have their own merchandise and their own products. Uh, is that easy for them to work on Yellow Hub as well? Yeah, but so see, dropshipping is a bit different model. It's when you post landing page, let's say, collect orders and then looking around how to purchase to fulfill these orders. And uh, it's usually like seven up to 14 days of waiting time. Mm. So we, we, we started our business with, with 15 minutes delivery. So just compare seven day or 15 minutes. It's like not even 100. It's like 1000 times faster. And we are, uh, what we noticed, so what, uh, what is our takeout from uh, be in ultra fast delivery that conversion rate is three times bigger if you can get it right now rather than you need to wait seven days mm. because m many um, uh, purchasings, you know, they're occasional. You need it even right now, even never. Mm. So and because of that, so still ultra fast delivery is in the game and we are we keen to deliver everything so the, the longest delivery we have is 60 minutes right now mm. in react we will start with two hours so this is the difference obviously drop shipping is a good way to test something but then if you need to have big business you must move stock here and work you know in, in more in faster way okay so we understand the the marketplaces the news the amazons we understand the brands that want to reach this market that are international and don't have anything set up. And so the, the seller from your customers, from the people who are uh, your merchants, mm -hmm. what's the split? Are they all, um, are they all like the dressmaker? Are, the, are they all the offline people? Are there any uh, pure e-commerce plays who are using Yala Hub as their go-to-market? And we have different yeah, customer segments. We have multi-billion international group of companies and they, 
delegate to us digital distribution in this part of the world because they don't want to create their own team, team and so on. So we have entrepreneurs who just started their first business with five SKUs. And for them, we help to reduce entrance bar barrier because, you know, only to open bank account and company, you need to spend like not less than 10K dollars. So with us, it's like free of charge. You, you can go using our infrastructure. And the payment side of it, how does that work? Is it like a Stripe uh, it's system? Subscri it's subscri subscription-based service. Oh, 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 yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but I meant uh, the payment and the end, but that's good that you mentioned that. So to use Yellow Hub, it's a subscription base. Yeah, so you don't take a cut of the sale. Uh, sometimes we take, so if we manage accounts, we, we take, but in general, it's infrastructure as a service. Okay. So, and then if we, we see that brand is taken off, so we are ready to take it to our own accelerator to invest our own money and, you know, to build business together, to grow it like in, in revenue sharing model. So that's how, how it works. But we are like, you know, we are reducing the price of attempt for entrepreneur like in 20 times maybe and, and speed also and so on okay yeah and the accelerator is part of the same company yeah yeah so okay. it's, it's, yeah. it's just the way how we how we do business yeah and they have many many companies who are you know traditional offline players they want to go to online they understand that it can grow much faster than offline uh, and you know online obviously eating offline and we will see, I believe, quite soon some malls full empty. Uh, and uh, such kind of guys, you know, they want to also, they don't want, they don't have resources to hire a team to work in e-commerce. And so in this case, they just hire us as digital distributor and we do things. Hmm. Interesting. So if I'm a, if I'm a, a creator, a content creator, and I wanted to launch an apparel line, uh, I, the bit that you help with is the sort of shop window, the e-commerce, the first mile and last mile. But, but I still have to sort of go and find the manufacturers and I have to come up with the product design and I have to market it. Yeah. We can do anything except business itself. So okay. what is business? It's like understanding who and what we will sell. Yeah. So all the rest we can help with. Okay. Exactly. So, okay. So I decide that I want to sell hats or jumpers or t-shirts and I decide that my market's in the UAE. Do I need to find a supplier or, or you can help with that? We can help. We have many contractors, many contacts. Mm. Uh, we can even find similar products. And first, first our advice will be to buy such kind of hats from competitor and try to sell. Sorry? So uh, we, first advice will be to buy similar yeah. hats from competitor and yeah. try to sell them. Why because, is that advice? Because in this case, you are starting business yeah. with, with sales not with looking for manufacturers. Yeah. Because we like first we believe that you know you you must try things faster. Yeah. So you took some similar heads, sold them, okay. Now you understand a bit. Now you, you can, can go and find manufacturer and so on. That's because good that, advice. you know, there is an idea. Let's start a commerce business. Okay, what is first step? Let's open legal entity, bank account, go to China to find something. At the end of the day, you spend half half of the year, one hundred K dollars, and you still the revenue is zero. So we are like first start with revenue and then, you know, manufacturing yeah. is, you know, is second part of the business. I love it. Good, good example. So get one sale in and then work about, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I've heard that one before, but it's good advice. So interesting. So yeah, so I get a good idea of Yala Hub. Yeah, the, the name Yala, Yala Market, Yala Hub, that's obviously sort of making it a little bit Arabic and focus on the region. Uh, was there anything more to that? Was it, you know, did you want to, was it just a purely focus to make it, uh, feel like a regional company, an Arab company? In Yala Market, yes. So initially we understood that, you know, it's about food, 
uh, like we will understand Arabic people habits and uh, so that was our limit. Like we were, were, were working in Arab world. So then in Yellow Hub right now we are working on scenario from anywhere, from any place of the world to GCC. So but we understand that after that we will do from anywhere to anywhere platform. Yeah. So yeah. But we still like the old Yalla. <laughs> yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Leo, just talk a little bit about Russia, uh, mm-hmm. not to get political, but basically the Emirates uh, has been a place where people from Russia would often come as visitors and tourists for mm-hmm. 20, 30 years because the same time zone relatively, the weather is good, it's very cold in Russia in the winter, yeah. and they come here for warmth. And then, you know, when uh, when the, the war and the political things happened, it was easier to come here than elsewhere. So there was more and more Russians. It was attractive. The ruble stayed high. Mm-hmm. It was it was cost effective to come here. Mm-hmm. But what we haven't seen as many is, is businesses, people like you and entrepreneurs. And obviously you came five years ago. But you know, do you think we'll be seeing more sort of Russian-made companies in the UAE, like entrepreneurs? Like, uh, is there a real entrepreneur spirit from your country? So I believe, yeah, we have very uh, wonderful entrepreneur spirit. Uh, maybe not like same as USA, but anyway, on high level, uh, we have uh, many uh, really amazing companies mm. and uh, it's not visible right now, but I believe you will see like in a year time, thousands of Russian companies succeeding in the, in the market. So all of them, they just came, they like were spending some time to understand the things. So right now I know hundreds of companies really? who are building, building right now. It's like... Some of them restaurants, some of them barber shops, uh, all largest uh, Russian IT companies, you know, doing some tests here. So, yeah, you will see many, many things from Russia rising up soon. Yeah, we've definitely seen, you know, we've heard of restaurants and New York Times have covered articles mm-hmm. and we've seen that. And then we've heard of big tech companies, brand names like Yandex, is it? Yeah. Or we've got heard companies like that. They have different verticals. But what I haven't been ex- exposed to is uh, entrepreneurs with fresh ideas. And you think there's a lot sort of swelling up. There's a lot of people doing interesting things who've come from Russia recently who are trying to understand the market and and will will be will be hear of these successes more in the future. Yeah, obviously it will happen. So because, you know, like we are very strong in IT and in service. So yeah. whatever in this or like in both of the segments is very competitive here, uh, you know, like and uh, what also I see, I see very good alliances because Russian entrepreneurs usually have money and very well developed product. But they don't have local knowledge. And I, I already saw many companies when some local entrepreneur uh, joined efforts with a Russian guy and they created local business. So it's like, let's say, franchise or expansion, the same model to this region, but with some adaptations and so on. Mm. So, yeah, many, many things will happen. And in Russia, like when, you know, when Facebook, when there was... Uh, you know, when there was trends in technology in the past, we would hear of a Russian version, right? So whether it's a search engine or a social mm-hmm. network, and that kind of really felt like for the Russian market. Do you feel that, you know, since you're here and you're looking at the GCC, do you feel that you're sort of less constrained to fit just to Russia, that the entrepreneurs almost have uh, a little bit more freedom to, uh, uh, you know, potentially even go to global market that they're mm-hmm. based here? So uh, Dubai is a good, you know, place to start 
international expansions, obviously for Russian companies, uh, all world is closed, at least I believe so, there is no make sense to do any attempts in Europe and USA with Russian passport. Hmm. Why, if, you, if there is like, no, many other countries where it's not a problem, why to have more problems? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, but, uh, so once again, uh, many people, anyway, you know, from one point of view, Russian market, by the way, is growing heavily. So, and all my, all my businesses in Russia doubled last year, last year. So, because, you know, many international companies left the country. So, were they all tech businesses or mix? Uh, in all, in all, in all categories, in all yeah. segments, you know, from Zara and Ikea to all IT gens. And because of that, so, you know, it's very hard actually right now for Russian businesses to scale because, you know, you are, you are growing too fast on home market. So it's hard to find, you know, even people yeah. to send someone. So, and uh, yeah, but from like from one point of view, everything is growing. But from other point of view, obviously, everybody wants to have, you know, second second place, second country. So the idea of going abroad in Russia is very strong right now for all businesses. And yeah, and obviously GCC and Dubai uh, is on one of the top priorities. Yeah. So uh, interesting. So you know, but but you, but this business, you know, talking about plans for the future, uh, you're looking at a Series A now. Yeah. What would be included in that, and what's the product roadmap? What's next? So we want to build a bit tech side of the business. So because uh, uh, sorry, what? Uh, to build a bit tech side of the business yeah. because Yala Hub it's aggregator of marketplaces and we need to have many many integrations we are working on it right now and second part uh, it's several countries because currently we are working like from anywhere to Dubai and to UAE so we are opening in Riyadh and Qatar right now so and before end of the year we want to have three countries and like 1000 brands working on the platform okay good goals three countries so probably Saudi not not probably it's like we are we are doing it right now You're we doing already it, yeah. have first customers yeah. yeah so okay Saudi and Qatar Doha and uh, yeah 1000 brands three countries you you're a very assertive person you <laughs> seem to have a plan so what's the angle what's the exit what's the end goal uh, so we are we want to build uh, a large uh, company in the segment and be publicly list, listed in Riyadh. So that's the Whoa, we don't the have, best. So we don't want to exit. We want to create opportunities for our investors to exit. Yeah, to exit. But, but as, as founders, we are not looking, you know, to catch fast money. And already you've been here five years, but already you've identified that. Well, we had a future opportunity, and if you're starting today, you would start there. But even that statement that you would pick the Tadawal in Saudi as a place to list, have you explored that a bit further, and why do you think that would be the best opportunity? Uh, so IPO is booming also in this part of the world. Right now, you know, it's mostly for large government companies like Diva, Empower, Salik. Uh, but so usually as like... Yes, like as we saw in Russia, in, in London, uh, in the USA stock markets, so or first government companies goes, then, you know, commercial companies started raising. So once we'll be ready in three, four, five years, so it will be a turn of such kind of guys to be listed there. Yeah, so, and, and uh, we believe we, we can also do it in our own way. Um, and because, you know, you have Abu Dhabi global market and Abu Dhabi exchange is uh, warm. As I said, I think you can, potentially in the future list publicly there with a valuation of 80 million. But we don't know much about startups yet, although there's a lot of talk from all the uh, 
venture capital firms in Riyadh and places like that. And, you know, it will be a place where companies will list, but we haven't seen many examples of it yet. So why do you think that, how are you so sure that that would be the most best place to list? Uh, because uh, private capital is a huge thing here. And right now this private capital is, I can say it's frozen, but you, they don't have too much things to invest to here. Okay, like we invested in one company who does oil, another company who does oil, then to Salik, what else? Mm. So startups are too small for my checks. Yeah. So to build one more skyscraper and to, to subrent it. So like, so I believe, you know, like if startup is bright, uh, if it's interesting, if it does something very interesting and massive, Obviously, uh, private capital will be invested uh, into the startup just because, you know, there's no competition. And the private capital is that sort of the bit, the IPO stage. So all the venture comes in, then the private capital kind of takes it public. Yeah. So Okay. And uh, interesting. And um, so that, that's a nice roadmap. Uh, and are there any other plans for the future? So, like, I'm, 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 I want to be focused on Yellow Hub next mm. next years, uh, yeah, and uh, you know, creating an opportunity for e-commerce entrepreneurs. And would you move your HQ to Riyadh? Uh, th- we will see this along the way. So, how it will go? So uh, do you, do we will need to or not? If you need to or not. Yeah. And so, talk. So, as well as sort of creating the opportunity for people to have liquidity, uh, have you listed any of your other companies before? No, never, never. So what, why do you think it's needed? Uh, like, because there might be, if you do it, there might be costs associated to it. Uh, you know, why is it, what's the nece- benefits of going public? Accessing that private capital, I guess, but what else? What, why, how would it help you operate? Uh, it, it's a very hard question. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> but we think, uh, what, we, what do we think is, is you know, it, it, is, it creates, you know, some transparency, some standards and some rules for the companies to follow to, uh, to be more understandable for uh, mass market of private investors. Mm. Uh, so, you know, and like we are entrepreneurs, it's like specific sport. And in this sport, IPO is one of the, you know, yeah. championship titles. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's why. My, obviously, so we are, our strategy is to work with many investors. We, ho- we have more than 200 right now. Maybe we'll have 2,000 in the future. And like all things we are doing right now, we do actually the same as we are on IPO, but we are not on IPO. Hmm. So, but IPO creates it like a bit in more organized way. Brilliant. Or maybe, you know, there will be other platforms like crypto platforms which will allow to do the same, like DAO syndicate, such kind of things which will allow to do all the same, but without, you know, being on IPO as, as, as we used to understand it right now. Okay, amazing. Well, thanks for sharing your story today, Leo. It's been a pleasure talking to you and best of luck with Yala Hub in the future. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. I definitely learned a lot. You could see my interest spike up when when Leo was talking about Saudi IPOs. Fascinating insights, especially on private capital. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, The producers on the show are Ali Khalil, Ali Baba, and Shahir Al-Kindi. Thank you for putting all this together. The podcast is available on Apple, Angami, Spotify, Podio, 
It's also available in video format on Smashy.tv, the Smashy iOS and Android apps, and also the Smashy TV smart TV streaming services. You will get an article about this show on Love in Dubai, and you will also get video clips on this show on Smashy's social media profiles, usually at Smashy Business or depending, there's many of them. There's Smashy Home, there's Smashy Style, there's Smashy Crypto, Smashy Green. Uh, so lots of content. And those are also the channels that you can follow uh, basically, all the startup news, all the business news, uh, consumer-related content uh, in during the week. We publish regularly on all those channels, uh, so there's loads of content there. There's even a, a newsletter as well where you can get your information from. Uh, but do check out Smashy.tv online. Uh, we've been streaming uh, lots of different content, different shows uh, throughout the year. We've also had sports in the UAE on there as well. Uh, so if you'd like to check it out, uh, there's a seven-day free trial, uh, and let me know how it goes. As usual, with the, the Dubai Works Business Podcast, we'll be back again next week at 11 a.m.